The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Hello and welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host and first time in the hot seat, Cole Hammock, certified financial planner. With me in the studio today is John Sestina, certified financial planner emeritus. And Jared Locke, Certified Financial Planner, Hopeful. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing great. Doing pretty well. I'm, I'm studying the cicadas. Oh, that's fascinating. So I, I'm, I think that's going to help us count inflation as it rises. I, I would love to hear how you make that connection. Well, you see how many there are. And the other day, there weren't <laughs> that many. Seen amount, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what is it, every 17 years? Is that right? It is, yes. Broods? Unreal. Last time they were here, Stephen and I were out burying Allison's dog. Oh, that got dark. And that was very, there were 12 million cicadas out there as we're trying to dig in the earth. Wow. Which was all the stones of Dublin were in this spot where we're trying to dig. And the cicadas were dive bombing us. Yeah, I bet. And singing for the dog. Yeah. He's dead. So that's wow. how it goes. That's how it goes. And hard to believe. I think, Jared, you're still in diapers at that point, right? Uh, yeah. Last time the cicadas were around, I was uh, a toddler. Incredible. Incredible. Now he's a man. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I think I saw it might have been CNBC. I think a car got into an accident. Because of the cicadas, there's just no visibility in some cases where they are. I haven't even seen one yet. I haven't either. Well, come to my in. house. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'll stay away from your house. Yeah, don't come. It's uh, there are ten million of them there. <laughs> That's just on our front porch. Yeah. That. Uh, good luck with that. We have we'll piles of them. But, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, knowing the, the world's hopefully brightening up a little bit, things are getting a little bit more back to normal. Have you guys been celebrating the recent mask mandate lifting? Uh, happily walking into stores without a mask on, going to the gym without a mask. It, it feels pretty good. It's it's pretty freeing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's got to be startling. You can breathe in the gym. Right? Yeah. No mask. It's a lot easier without a mask on. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. You planning any big trips? Uh, Chicago later this summer. Uh, that's about it for me. How about you, John? Very cool. Chicago. Yes. Are you are you combat trained? And, <laughs> Holy mackerel! Come L on. Luckily, I'll be in the confines of Grant Park for Lollapalooza. So just a concert. What? Lollapalooza. It's a big music festival, so it oh, should be Lord. pretty safe within yes. there. Something oh yeah, right. Young, Those young music conventions are always real safe. <laughs> you better be on your best behavior, Jerry. Oh, I will. I will. We'll have to buy him a bulletproof suit or something. You know. <laughs> that looks sharp. Yeah. Um, but my, my wife and I will be going somewhere uh, this this summer too. Now that things are getting a little bit back to normal, I'm not allowed to say what it is. Every every anniversary we alternate between who picks where we go. Oh, so uh, nothing but surprises. I'm the one picking this time, so I'm just going to do my best not to disappoint. Um, that's just how it goes sometimes. That's but, great. Well, Bobby and I were traveling during the shutdown or whatever it was, 
Yeah. Well, so not so, a whole lot of change, but I mean, you have to, right, for for California. No, I don't. I don't do that one anymore. But mainly, I don't live in fear. Well, that uh, that <clears throat> makes a difference. So even though we didn't have the shots at the time, yeah, we went on with life. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're happier because of it. You bet. <laughs> but we have a great show prepared for you guys today. Weather's getting warmer. People getting vaccinate, vaccinated. Mandates being lifted and. People just excited to get back out there to some sort of normalcy. And as I'm sure you guys can guess from that lead-in, we're talking about travel today. So before getting into this, I know, John, you're a fan of economics. So we're going to lead off with a May employment and earnings report. So I think things are at least looking marginally better in terms of new jobs coming along and unemployment at least trickling down a little bit. What do you think? Where are you reading this? What? <laughs> I know there are a lot of sources out there, but I no, the, the Department of are Labor. not saying this is good news. And we have people, I think it's 90 million people who don't have jobs. Yeah, that, that in itself, <clears throat> that's a staggering number. It's a very staggering number, and that's the health of the economy. Yeah. We've got to get the small businesses funded with employees or nothing will come back. I, I, Imagine if all the big businesses controlled all of industry. I don't think anyone would be a fan of that. No. Nope. Yeah. But that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. You see that, yeah. Because the big businesses can afford to pay. I've seen they're paying a thousand dollars just to come in and uh, sign an application. Yeah. Uh, some right. are getting. Uh, they're paying for all kinds of nonsense out there. Yeah, a lot of sign-on bonuses. <clears throat> when did we have to get bonuses to do what we're supposed to do? That's a great question. It's up to you, young people, to fix. Jared, I'm too old. <laughs> I'll get right on that one. Yeah. <laughs> But looking at where the numbers are growing, it uh, looks like a lot of it seems to be in the travel industry. Uh, so food service, amusements, recreation, accommodation uh, seems to be driving a lot of that growth. Uh, so hopefully, as we're planning our travel trips, um, we'll have a little bit more access to some resources than we, what we may have had before. So that's helpful. Um, but, of course, the other side of that, inflation. I know we've talked about that a fair few times on the show, and it's continuing to tick, tick upwards. In fact, recent reports show it's up 0.6%, so not a whole lot is in a percentage standpoint, but that's not nothing. So I know do, you believe, do you believe that percentage? Well, I, I know that's what the government tells us. Oh, oh I, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. <laughs> that's what they keep saying. I know. But, John, how would you explain inflation to a couple of young bucks like me and Jared here who's never really seen it? Well, it depends. I mean, it depend if you're young and with a family, that is a spouse or maybe a kid, you begin to feel the impact of inflation more quickly. Um, gasoline prices, you're all feeling. Yeah. But uh, that's not going to be the biggie. The butter you put on your toast, the bread you buy, the the energy drinks, the milk, whatever you're doing. And, of course, you've heard how much meat has gone up. Absolutely. So we're going to be – you guys are going to become vegans whether you want to or not. <laughs> and uh, Will you be disappointed in me, John? Yes, I yeah. sure will. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I, I just don't want you to get to where we were in the – what was it, the 70s. Mm -hmm. And the mortgage on my first house – Ready for this? Thirteen and a half percent. Jesus. That was the mortgage. Wow. And there were people standing around the closing room at that time. Used to be a savings and loan called Buckeye. And I was in the closing room and there were like ten people standing around looking through the glass. 
and they were looking to see who got this fantastic mortgage. <laughs> Can you believe it? Now 3% high. Yeah, so I don't want you guys to go through that. It's too painful, believe me. No kidding. No kidding. Well, the only thing worse is then they add taxes. Yeah. They want to increase your taxes as well, and now the mortgage may not be deductible, the interest. Yeah. So that would be really a bad whammy. Yeah. I so. mean, between the, the inflation, between the taxes, I've actually seen average hourly earnings have decreased in that same time by much larger numbers. So if they say inflation's up 0.6%, they're saying average hourly earnings down about 3%. Yep. So that's, again, taxes. That's the unemployment aspect of things and uh, wages just not keeping up with this inflation we're seeing. Don't you wonder why the politicians cannot determine that if you add charges, that takes away money? So if you add charges like taxes, mm -hmm. that leaves less money for the consumer. If you add more money for whatever regulations, same thing's a problem. But yep. they don't seem to notice. Well, John, when are you running for president? Oh, never. <laughs> I wouldn't last 10 seconds. You know that. <laughs> I'd make Trump look like a war, well, like a weenie. <laughs> Keep it PG-13. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, I know we're coming up on a break here in a few seconds. So when we come back, we're going to start talking about travel and specifically travel prices rising. So inflation sure we're seeing that in a lot of places at the grocery store but some industries are getting hit a lot harder and unfortunately travels one of those so as we come up on our first break here uh, you're listening to managing to be wealthy on news radio 610 wtvn you're listening to managing to be wealthy with fee only financial planners of johnny sestina and company if you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market you've come to the wrong place if you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful tune in and take notes hello welcome back to managing to be wealthy your weekly financial planning radio show this is your host cole hammock we we're just talking about how we can save money on your big trip especially with costs coming up so I know a lot of people, again, we're, we're planning some trips now and uh, probably just anywhere other than Ohio. So with the increase in demand alongside inflation ticking up, as we had talked about, it seems the days of low-cost travel may be behind us. Jared, I know you enjoy traveling. What have you been seeing from a cost perspective? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you see the, the cost of travel going up here. Uh, a lot of people have been inside for the past year waiting to travel, and now everyone uh, probably spent a little bit less money over this past year. If they've got that excess money to spend, they, they want to travel. And it's it's going to get harder and harder to find tickets for a low price. Um, some tips, though, on that on that aspect is knowing which days to fly um, that are save you a little bit of money along the way. And... Uh, most people would assume weekdays are usually the, the cheapest days of travel. Reasonable uh, assumption. Yeah. During the week, usually look for Tuesdays and Wednesdays uh, for that travel day, but also Saturdays. Saturdays can be a decent day to travel if you think about it. Most people are, probably want to enjoy their Saturdays when they're on vacation, but if you take the, uh, take the sacrifice there and travel on a Saturday, you might end up spending a little bit less money. That's um, a great point. Yeah. And if you're traveling overseas, it's always best to look for weekdays because we do know that uh, overseas travel is going to start opening up here a little bit more. Absolutely. Now, more and more countries opening up, so that's, that's a valid point. Mm -hmm. uh, John, I know you said you've been traveling throughout the pandemic. What have you seen as far as your costs? Have they started well, going the costs up? costs have been nothing, next to nothing, mm -hmm. which was great. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've traveled a bit. 
but now the airline costs, for example, are just about doubling. Yeah. To give you an idea. And so one of the other interesting things is the car rental places can't get cars. Right. And it's because of the supply chain. Yeah. And it's that microchip that does all the things in your car that you love, and they're not available. So they're taking used cars and, you know, butchering them to get the little chip, put them in a car that they can sell you. So pretty amazing times. No kidding. Yeah, it's hard to believe that. I mean, it makes sense, honestly, just not a lot of people renting, and the only way they're going to make ends meet is even selling some of their inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, so just not having the inventory right now and with the increase of demand and just not having that supply, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, and just the, the gas prices, too. I know we touched base on that <laughs> one earlier, but to think that there's a 30% increase in transportation costs primarily as a result of gas prices from, and of course that was from April last year, which oh, so very we're different behind. world. Yeah. <laughs> so what is a gallon of gas now? About uh, the 350? Last I got it was 299, but that might've been four or five days ago. I think I've been seeing what, 312? Something about like there. That. Yeah. Okay. So, but if you cross the border, go to another city, another state, you might find it a little higher. Yeah. Go to California, you owe them your house. God, yeah, what is it, like eight a gallon? I don't know. (laughs) They've always been crazy out there. Definitely something to look out for, though, if you're traveling to those other states. Definitely. Make sure you know what the gas is going to cost you once you go there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because a lot of families are traveling, as you said. Mm -hmm. They're traveling by car Mm -hmm. because they want to get out and they want to see the scenery, enjoy the fresh air, and so on and so forth. So their car expenses, which are usually cheap, may not be as cheap anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. But probably still makes sense versus renting, just because of the, the sheer cost there. So if we're looking to uh, cut <clears throat> costs, might make sense to travel somewhere a little bit closer and uh, maybe consider taking your own car versus flying and renting. Yeah, go from your first floor to your second floor. <laughs> it's going to save you a lot of money. Travel up, traveling up. <laughs> That's the way to do it. And you got to get your exercise, just John. Just stay from outside. You don't want to fight those cicadas, I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, Now that we've got the finances squared away, uh, we need to start thinking about preparing your accounts for the trip as well. The the last thing you want to have happen on your dream trip is to run out of cash or have your credit card frozen. That's going to ruin everything, and at least most of the time that can be avoidable. That said, one of the first things you ought to do before planning a trip, especially if you're traveling overseas, is contact your credit card provider and let them know when you're leaving, where you're going, and when you'll be back. It's a lot easier to make that call when in front of or when in the comfort of your own home than it is in a foreign country trying to access that card. There are a few feelings worse than going somewhere and your credit card getting declined. Yeah. I, I recently <laughs> yeah. actually went down to Nashville and it ended up being a problem with the uh, the, the restaurant I went to, but Uh-oh. credit card got declined in Kentucky. I didn't let my uh, my bank know. And I was like, oh, this is how I was going to spend uh, money this whole time I was down here. And I was worried that it wasn't going to work. That's definitely not a scare that you want on your yeah. way to or on your first day of vacation. No, that's, uh, that's disappointing. And the other thing is you're going to be a little more lax in your handling of things. And unless you've had one of your credit cards scanned and used, I'll never forget one year Bobby had our American Express scanned. And yeah. uh, American Express called me and said, hmm, uh, is your wife traveling? And I said, yes, she's traveling. And she, he said, where is she? And I told him, he said, well, has she been another place in Florida, which is about 100 miles away? And Probably I said, not. no, she was not there. So they tracked it down, and they were able to 
regenerate, uh, recoup, or whatever the case is, the charges on that American wow. Express card. So don't be sloppy. Like when you hand your credit card to a server or to a pizza store or to a gas station, watch that card. Absolutely. Be more, a little more diligent than you used to be. Yeah. Especially when you're traveling to a lot of places, there are some smaller businesses, right? Maybe family run, maybe in a, maybe a less populated area. A lot of things can happen there. Right. You need to be very uh, diligent. Very so vigilant. just be more diligent because yeah. you're, you're going to be relaxed. You're excited to be out running around free, <laughs> and you may not be paying as much attention yeah. as you normally would. So please do that. Yeah. Jared, who else should we be notifying before we, we set off? So we want to talk to the credit card company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if your credit card company and your bank aren't the same, uh, oh. I would definitely notify your bank. You might not, might not be using your credit card. Uh and might end up having to use a debit card or some or such, and and that's another thing that you don't want them to place a hold on or or keep you from using when you're when you're traveling. Absolutely, and the the, the uh, debit card that one's tricky too because that's cash, right? They're taking cash from your account versus a credit card where they're just putting a charge on your account. So if something happens there and something gets scanned, like you brought up, John, it's a lot easier to deal with the credit card company to get that basically charged back. And trying to get your money back from the bank account. Right, because remember that debit card, the money comes right out of your bank account. Mm -hmm. And so if they draw out the money, the bank not going to put it back for you. Absolutely. But if it's a credit card, they may replace the money for you. So be aware. Yeah. So I know, John, when you do your traveling, do you have a, a preference to, to credit card or debit card? Or do you ever bring along cash? Uh, yeah, we do. Bobby and I, we used to travel with a lot of cash. In fact, we used to go to Hawaii every year and... So what we would do is we would allot a number of dollars, and I put it in two envelopes, one for her, one for me. Okay. And the goal was we had to spend every dollar in those envelopes. Love it. So before that, we'd been going to these places and using our credit cards. After the trip, you know, American Express would send us a thank you note. I you bet. Know, send, send money. <laughs> and now when we're there, I remember one year that we were standing in, in the hallway there, and we had like $200 or something left. We had to spend it. It was tough. That's fun. Yep. That's fun. I like that a lot. Well, good. All right. So uh, even in the, the days and age of plastic, still makes sense to carry at least a little bit of cash. Yes. Um, especially, too, I know from some of the reading, it makes sense overseas as well. Especially there, overseas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some businesses just don't accept credit card or, or mm -hmm. debit card. And uh, even something international, so you need to be very careful, do your research, and uh, bring cash if, if appropriate. So we're coming up on another break here. We'll be getting into travel insurance. So you've been listening to us on Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Aloha. Hey, como mai? Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. Now, John, you brought up Hawaii at the end of the last segment there, so I thought I'd do a throwback to that oh, one. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I, I've been practicing all week for all that. All right. <laughs> uh, this is your host, Cole Hammock. Uh, for those just joining us, I'm in the studio today with John Sestina and Jared Locke, and we're talking travel. So uh, but before we had transitioned into that break there, we're going to start talking about travel insurance. So no one likes insurance, but... Uh, travel insurance, as far as insurance goes, that's an important one. Very. And people know little or nothing about it. Absolutely. Um, 
for example, there's also the medical insurance. That's not your hospitalization, not your Medicare, nothing like that. This is travel insurance. I had a friend, for example, who was on a trip and had an accident and broke a bone. And there had to be a helicopter and yeah. medical attention and all like that. Fortunately, they always bought their medical insurance, and so everything was covered. Good. Most people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the uh, pandemic. Some people think, well, if I just get it any time, it won't make any difference. What's wrong with that thinking? Oh, you're going to be out of luck. You're going to be out of luck, right. If you, It has to be, for example, if you bought, um, what is this stuff we just went through, a pandemic experience, mm -hmm. you have to have purchased that before the pandemic was declared. Absolutely. And if you don't, you don't get the coverage. Yeah. So you can't afford that cold. You're already thin. <laughs> <laughs> can't afford the COVID or can't afford being out money? You can't out of, out I, I of medical. Afford food. Yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> so that's a, that's a biggie there. Yeah, that, that's a great point on the medical because a lot of those, if something happens, I mean, those are chartered <laughs> through private companies. So insurance is not going to pay a dime in most cases toward that cost. Yeah, remember that the insurance companies are all about the exceptions. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're covered, blah, 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 except, you know, so be aware of that. When you go to the website of the insurance company and read the policy, I know mm -hmm. it's a pain, but it's better than losing your money. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of those times where having a fine-tooth comb, maybe your magnifying glass, going through that fine print. Yep. And devil's really in the details. And if you're wanting to save <laughs> money, or maybe more importantly in this case, make sure you're not out money, it is worth every penny. Yeah, can you imagine what a helicopter costs to bring you back from Hawaii, Cole? Uh, I, I would ballpark no less than maybe 100000 but I'm leaning toward two hundred. Oh, that's from one of the islands outside of Ohio. What are you talking about? <laughs> are we talking half million, John? What sort it's of experience do we have It's here? a lot of money. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's by no means cheap if something like that happens. And, yeah, that, that's going to ruin the big trip. So let, let's avoid that. But the reason we want insurance, of course, cover those medical costs, but also, too, if there is, yeah, that, that serious illness, injury, or death of not just an insured traveler, but either a traveling companion or a family member, that policy can kick in as a result of that cancellation. That's one of the, the last times anyone really wants to, I don't want to say deal with it, that's a pretty big event for something like that to happen, but the last thing we want to do is worry about finances. Yep, that's for that sure. scenario. So, Jared, can you think of any other reasons why we should pull the trigger on travel insurance? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really just kind of like you talked about. You don't want anything that could possibly happen on your trip to end up ruining your trip. Um, if you're traveling overseas, there's countless things that could honestly happen that could really put a wrench in your plans. And having that travel insurance in place, it's, it's definitely going to cost a little bit extra money, but it's better than than not spending the money you get somewhere uh, whether you get stuck in another country or some sort and one being out of out of money and two having really no way to get things figured out i mean it's yeah. it ends up being worth the cost and can't speak the language yeah that's another one so there you are out there and you're trying to explain to people and you don't speak the language and the person listening to you doesn't understand the english language so mm -hmm. yeah. very complex be yeah. aware be aware yeah, that's what they call no bueno <laughs> no moss.
por favor. <laughs> Muy bien, John. But that's travel insurance, again, very important. But to John's point, you need to read the details because there are some exclusions where that policy is not going to kick in. So, John, you brought up the pandemic, uh, but another one of those exclusions is pre-existing conditions. Right. So travel insurance, it's not going to extend coverage to most pre-existing medical conditions. Though in some cases, there is a caveat. So, again, read the policy. But if your pre-existing condition is stable in the months leading up to purchasing the coverage, then you might be able to file a claim if something were to happen as a result of it. So Keep that in mind. Now, another one I thought this one was interesting is a natural disaster. So, John, I'm going to pitch you a softball here. Uh-oh. Have you ever wanted to travel to a destination that's currently dealing with a hurricane or a volcano? I've been in that situation. No, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me then you probably wouldn't plan a trip knowing that's happening. No, no, and I didn't expect this one to happen when I was there, so that was the other surprise. Well, glad you made it back in one well, piece. Well, I was, I was thinner then, and I was able to hold on to a tree, literally. <laughs> and uh, running, my body was parallel to the ground You have... I'm holding on to the tree. You have lived a life. I've been around, you know. But after <laughs> 79 years, you ought to have some experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of experiences, and Jared, this one's for you, uh, because I feel pretty confident saying your travel is going to be a little bit more active than mine, right? Yeah, I'd say that's probably accurate. Feel good about that? Mm-hmm. Um, you enjoy snowboarding, right? I sure do. How about bungee jumping? Is that something crazy you'd like to do? It's something I'd like to do someday off one of those real high bridges. Are you serious? Yeah, I would love to jump off oh, of that. Do it now while you're still thin. <laughs> uh, at least before you start applying for life insurance. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a big no-go for life insurance. And uh, it's also a no-go for travel insurance. Sounds like a lot of the things that I would do on vacation are going to be a no-go for travel insurance. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you could just walk, I don't know, like a normal person. Right, just walking. fun in that, Cole. You could walk down the bungee cord. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was. You'd be like a little spider. Yeah, put it on the ground and walk over. <laughs> but basically, those risky activities, not covered by travel insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, what's another one? Uh, risky activities or things not covered by travel insurance, Cole. <laughs> That's a good follow-up question. I, I'm sure we can rattle off risky activities all day, but mm-hmm. how about something travel insurance isn't going to kick in on? How about uh, wh- deep-sea diving? I have a friend who's a deep-sea diver, and she goes down to Florida to deep-sea <laughs> dive every now and then. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't be up for that, but nope. she loves it. I mean, good is honor. that a risky program? That sure is. I would say it is. Yeah, that absolutely is. Yeah. How about uh, scuba diving? Are you in for that? That's something. That's another thing on my list that I'd like All to do All right. Someday. You need to do that. That one's fun. What's it like being exciting, Jared? <laughs> it's, a lot of life. Fun. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make your life exciting. Do stuff. Uh, that, just... that was part of the problem during the pandemic. People just became... Like the cicadas, they were underground. <laughs> they, and then now they're coming out of the ground, not knowing where to go and making noise. It was safe under the ground. Well, they thought so. So now they're up making noise looking for a girl or a guy. So be yeah. aware of that. But, you know, everything was fine and dandy, but now I think they only have, what, a few weeks to live. I hope so. They just stayed in the ground <laughs> and just keep on. <laughs> but just a few more here before we uh, come up on another break. So the next one just Routine dental care. So you're not going to be traveling out of state and expect for travel insurance to pick up any tab on that dental care. For emergencies, that's another story entirely. So they're not going to pay for implants? 
Uh, no, John, I, I don't think you're going to luck out on that one. But if, right. if you break your tooth, they might they might help out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but also medical trips as well. So it, not just a, a medevac in an emergency situation, but if you are traveling because you need medical assistance, then that's not going to work for travel insurance. Or for a medical routine visit. So you go, like I used to go to California for my eye. That was not covered. I couldn't get medical insurance coverage for that trip. Exactly. So we're up on another hard break. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Cole Hammock. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about Managing to Be Wealthy and Johnny, Sestina, and Company, you can contact us at 614-326-3077 or visit us on the web at managingtobewealthy.com. If you'd like a consultation with one of our planners, we'll ask that you fill out a brief questionnaire, set up a time to meet with you, and see if we might be a fit to work together. As we come to a close today, we wanted to talk about international travel. Traveling stateside is a lot simpler than traveling abroad, so we're going to set our sights overseas with us this last segment. And before getting into the fun stuff, just know the recommendations from the CDC. John, your favorite organization. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be a little bit different for those that are vaccinated versus those that are not. So make sure you're preparing accordingly before booking your trip. Also make sure you're doing your research on the country you're planning a trip to as they may have different requirements than we do when it comes to COVID precautions. The last thing you want to do on your big trip is be forced to come home early. Well, and if they're going to really push you around, don't go. That's exactly right. Let them do without your money. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with either waiting or picking somewhere else. Act like a free person. That was the saddest thing during the pandemic. People were afraid. Yeah. It's a different world. It's a different world. you got to act... Boldly in your life. Fortune favors the bold, they say. That's right. But we'll start getting into some travel tips for when we're going international. So the, the first things first, let's check in with your doctor and insurance carrier. I know we talked about the bank, we talked about the credit cards before, but we're talking about the personal side of things too. And you need to make sure that if you need any proper medic, uh, vaccinations, whether it's COVID or if we're traveling to, traveling to maybe a, a tropical climate, they have very different requirements there, so make sure you're up to date on all of those and you, you have renewed any prescriptions. You mean I have to see a doctor? Well, if, if you're going to uh, maybe Africa, Cambodia, Vietnam, John, and you don't want to get malaria, that might be a pretty good idea. Bobby keeps trying to me to go to a doctor all the time, and I'm not going. <laughs> put your foot down, stay in your room where it's safe. And... Not my room. I'm going to stay in my house. Jeepers. <laughs> I love you, John. <laughs> uh, Jared knows. He knows what's going on. <laughs> That's right. You'll get out. You'll do your bondo and yep. stay active. Keep that immune system strong. You see how long quickly I can crush your hand? No, thank that you. Would, that would make it easy, right? You'd need medical attention then. What, would I need to be medivaced? Or... Oh, that, no. You'd just be in pain. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, you know, as far as things go, they're, they're worse things, yeah, I guess. So you can go to your doctor. See? That's what you want. <laughs> That's what it's all about. All right. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> well, the, the next thing is your passports, right? So 
I think we recommend this to all of our clients. But when we're, when we're traveling anywhere, bring copies. Hopefully, John, you've never run into that scenario where someone took a passport or got lost, have it? No, I've not. But I've had uh, friends who've gone, say, like to France, and before they got out of the airport, their pocket was picked, and so was Ooh. their passport and all their cash. What'd they do? They Panic? tried to get it back. It was a pain in the butt, but they eventually had some reward from relatives. Wow. It's a pretty tough situation. Yeah. So definitely, if, if we are planning on traveling, maybe keep one copy of the passport on you. That's the primary one. Or maybe something in your, your check luggage, something on the carry-on. That way, if something happens, if your pocket's picked, you still have that available. You can still get around. You can still come home. Right. So very important there. And the other side of that, before we leave, leave a copy of the passport with maybe a trusted family member. Exactly right. So you never know when you're going to need it. When Bobby was in uh, Czech, when she went over with her father many years ago, and they were still behind the Iron Curtain, yeah. they went to visit people, you know, in the country. Uh, it was very, very different then than now. And what she didn't know and her father didn't know was every time you went to another town, you had to report in to the police. Okay. So you had to register in. If you didn't do that, you were violating the law. So they were arrested and brought to the police station. And they called the embassy, and the embassy couldn't help them because you'd violated the law of yeah. the country. Be aware of what's going on in the country. It's different. We, you know, we used to be a very free country, and we're kind of used to doing what we want when we want. Other countries don't have that flexibility. Yeah. So we're blessed. No kidding. Um, again, do your research. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we know the, the ins and the outs, what's expected, what not to do. Because, yeah, if you, you do something wrong, you're going to have a bad time. You definitely don't want any surprises when you're overseas. As John said, you're probably not going to be able to speak the language all that well if you're in, uh, in a foreign country. There's no harm in doing more research than you think is required for an international trip. Absolutely. Yeah, I went and I studied uh, Spanish like crazy when I was going to Spain and Portugal. Even had a tutor. Cool. Thought I was doing really, really well. But what happened when I was over there, the Spanish couldn't understand me, but the Portuguese could. Hmm. I was speaking what I thought was Spanish, and the Portuguese understood me. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the extent of my Portuguese is, sim por favor, asking for more meat at Texas Day Brazil. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's going to get me super far. <laughs> but uh, what, what's another thing we should consider, Jared? Uh, along the lines of that research, uh, just make sure that you know how much a dollar is going to get you in another country. Yeah, uh, you definitely want to know the conversion rates with whatever the the local currency is, and and make sure that you're going to be able to afford things once you're over in that country. Absolutely, yeah, dollar is going to go a lot further in say uh, Mexico, Canada, Australia than it may in Europe. Mm -hmm. And be aware that using a credit card. Uh, they do the exchange rate for you. You don't have to pay attention to it. So instead of you running around with cash and buying something, you may have hit a bad day. But if you use your credit card, they will exchange it at a better rate. Hmm. So be aware of that. That's a really good tip, John. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because I, I know the alternative to that, a, a lot of people, they'll maybe go to the, the, the airport or conversion center in a major city. Very expensive. And just get ripped off yeah. uh, on the rate. So. Doing that through your credit card or maybe doing that through a, a local bank in the country you're in or an ATM, that's going to save you a lot of money. Save you a lot of money. Uh, so one other thing that I really wasn't aware of is 
just making sure your credit card works. Mm -hmm. So it's something you kind of take for granted here. Everything has that scanner for the mag strip, but a lot of places, especially in Europe, they got rid of that. And some don't take credit cards. Absolutely. I learned that in, where was I, Italy, and I wanted to take a cab. And so I took the cab and ran up a 300-euro bill. Where'd and, you go? Well, I was doing the tourist thing, looking at all the monuments <laughs> and taking pictures to send home to Bobby. Yeah. And so uh, I go to the cabbie, and he's dropping me off at the hotel, and I give him my credit card. And he just shook his head, nope. I mean, that works. I understood that language. Yeah, that's... It was no. So it's good. It's pretty clear. So I went into the hotel. I said, would you give me extra euros, put it on my hotel bill so I can pay the cabbie? And they said, no. So see, I was learning Italian. I was learning this, this no. <laughs> Molto bene, John. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's, that's all I got. So they said, well, there's a cash exchange place just across the street. So I went there and told them I wanted, say, 600 euros and... They gave me 600. They didn't include the cost, the exchange fee, which I knew there was one and yeah. wanted 600 net. So about a half hour later, they finally figured that out. And the poor cabbie was having a heart attack. But I paid him in cash and went to my hotel room and crashed. <laughs> that, uh, that would have made for a very long day. It was. But uh, one other thing to consider, let's buy your tickets now for places you want to visit. So buy early. If you buy in advance, you're skipping lines, get, hopefully getting better deals, it's going to be worth it. Don't spend your vacation time standing in line. <laughs> I like how sure. that sounds. Well said. Well, we're coming up on our on the end of our meeting, meeting, uh, the radio show. I'm so, so trained. Uh, I wanted to thank our listeners for tuning in and listening to Managing to Be Wealthy. We'll be, we'll be back next week with other fun topics in the world of financial planning. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.